Welcome to Behind the Spotlight, a different kind of podcast where we have real, deep conversations with entrepreneurs and celebrity visionaries who are making their potential possible. They are certainly ahead of their time and worthy of yours. So listen as I take your favorite entrepreneurs off a pedestal and onto a bar stool right next to you. In life, it all comes down to building powerful, long-lasting relationships in a thoughtful, authentic way. You know, we all see that highlight reel of successful entrepreneurs, but I want to take you behind the spotlight and show you who they were before they figured it all out. Let's explore the sometimes torturous, but always interesting paths their lives have taken. So I'm Beth, speaker, author, entrepreneur, and a magnetic business mentor. I help entrepreneurs to strategically prepare their business and gain exposure through collaboration and media so they can make their mark on the world. I'm a huge believer in the power of potential to catapult your life forward. So join me as we explore stories of some of our favorite people leveraging their past to make their potential possible on Behind the Spotlight. On this week's episode, we have my friend Hillary. She is an amazing mom of now four, coaching her favorite people, teaching them how to write love letters. Yes, love letters to their favorite people, also known as email marketing. Listen in how this woman has had massive growth in such a short period of time with messy action and a show up kind of attitude. Hillary, thank you so much for coming today. You know, I'm a huge fan of yours and I think that the, the trajectory of what you've been doing lately is so interesting. Tell me a little bit more about what you're up to. So I'm having a baby, um, Thanksgiving <laughs> day. <laughs> but Wait, is that it, like, it's, it's due on Thanksgiving or you're actually going to yes. have it? Okay. Well, the due date is on Thanksgiving, the day before November 25th, but I likely will go early. I'm sure okay. all my kids have been at least a week early. So our fourth one, I, I don't expect anything less, but yeah, <laughs> who knows? I'm actually growing a baby, not a turkey. So <laughs> that's awesome. I feel like that's the joke that everybody says. I'm like, no, it's actually a baby. <laughs> and, and four little kids, your oldest is how old? Um, she is eight and a half and then I have a six year old and a two and a half year old and then now a baby. Yeah. You are amazing. (laughs) Um, Amazing. I stopped after two. I wanted another one and instead I'm filling my house with dogs. (laughs) Tell us more about it. Love that. I love that. Yeah. So I essentially, we just moved to St. Paul, Minnesota. We moved from Green Bay. We sold our gym. We owned a CrossFit gym in Green Bay And we sold our half and we moved to St. Paul. My husband, um, we built my husband's online business, uh, kind of like a parent support coaching platform. And we grew that significantly. And he was just like, I don't want to be an online guy anymore. So um, that's when my own business kind of grew. And I just really thought that I wanted to help one person that was kind of like him. And I'm like, oh, if I could just find one person to like be their like support, their like right hand man to like help them grow their business, but they were super passionate about it. Tyler didn't have that passion anymore. Um, and I ended up getting 52 people interested. Of course <laughs> so, you did. <laughs> I know. I love that. I love when you said that about your friend too, but um, I ended up getting 52 people say that they were interested. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. Okay. I guess this is a need. 
that people need implementation and support and clarity in their message and people to somebody to hold them accountable essentially. So I did, I ran a couple uh, masterminds um, that went really well. And then I actually ended up hiring a business coach super early on in my entrepreneurship. Like this was uh, April and I hired so a business smart. coach. So yeah. like, seriously, so, so smart. Cause I think a lot of people wait until they're into it a couple of years. Like I know, do you know who Jen Scalia is? She's now Jenna Faith. She's a no. business coach. Yeah. She's like, she went from like working, doing marketing casino to seven figures, like crazy, like in cra a single mom, like crazy. And I interviewed her and I was like, $1,500. That's a lot of money. Like I had no idea what that, what that worth was. And I wish that I could rewind five years and hire her. Not only because yeah. now she's like $25,000, but because I know now what I didn't know then was that hiring that business coach is so, so important. I feel like the, the part, like the secret part about hiring a business coach that I feel like the real thing shifts is that when you invest in yourself, you mm -hmm. realize that you're worthy of charging what you're worth to, because you're like, I've invested in myself, so I'm worthy and I'm worth charging X amount of money. I feel like that's like the shift that happens mm -hmm. is I went from just running like a couple mastermind groups. I didn't take any really one-to-one -one clients. I hired a business coach and then she was like, great. I want you to find four beta uh, people to work one-on-one. -on -one. I found four beta in 12 hours. I was like, oh my gosh, probably should have charged more. <laughs> I guess. I, <laughs> yes. I didn't know. So, I mean, they knew they were beta for me. We kind of worked through it together. It went really good. And then from there, I have only, I, that's, another thing that I really covet is like boundaries and mm -hmm. making sure that I'm not working too much. Um, I really enjoy systems too. So I like that side behind it. Um, but yeah, so I've just been doing one-to-one -one coaching, something that I really found that I guess I didn't know that I really enjoyed was I was the words behind my husband's business in writing his emails for him. And then when I started my own email list, I finally was able to like have my own voice and talk how I wanted to talk and write how I wanted to write. And it kind of took off from there that I never really advertised like, let me help you write your emails. I would just consistently get people to be like, how do you sell in the, how do you sell in your emails? Like, how are you writing these stories? So then I created like a, like a mini masterclass. I had uh, I think like 79 people sign up for my mini paid masterclass from there. I was going to launch like a email mastermind that got put on hold. I just finished that, that I ran after we moved to Minnesota. I had like an email mastermind. So I really help with people solidifying their messaging and finding their ideal client while also telling stories that sell in their email and then showing up and engaging instead of just <laughs> building the thing and then hoping people come because you can't create this thing and quit your job and spend 40, 50, 60 hours building it. If you don't even know what the people are really wanting. And I feel like that's like the missing link that so many people have is that they continue to build the thing because it, it morphs into their brand and like what they want to do and what they want to build. And then they launch it and they're like crickets. They're like, well, why doesn't anybody want this? It's like, well, did you ask them? Are people coming <laughs> at you? I mean, I didn't create a 
email masterclass because I was like, I'm obsessed with email. I love it so much. Yeah, I do like it a lot. But so many people were coming to me. I was like, I'm sick of answering the same questions. I'm just going to create a masterclass and tell people about it for 60 minutes and oh, and also get paid to do it. <laughs> Which is so, so smart. And I, I, totally, I, I agree with so much of what you're saying about like people think that if you put, if you just have great content, that's a Gary V thing. If you have yeah. great content and put it out there, they will come, but that's not true. Yeah, you'll get maybe a little bit of a little spark, but you're not going to actually be able to create that business or create that momentum. And the other part of it, I don't think people understand who are new to the online business. And when I say new, I mean less than five years. The the amount of force that you need to have to be noticed because of the algorithms, because of all the people, because of, you know, maybe the groups you are posting in aren't the groups you're supposed to be posting in, which really takes us all to be like, talking to that ideal client, talking to that person that you really can connect with to, to share your genius with them and get the results, the transformation that you're looking for. We talked a little bit too before this, like it's not just showing up in the groups and like posting about yourself. It's literally the missing link is the engagement piece. You could not post on your own personal Instagram for an entire year. But if you're commenting on other people's Instagrams or you're commenting in the groups and responding genuine responses back, like you're coaching them or like you would say to them if they were your friend, whether it's related to your niche, your niche or not, there you're getting seen and you're getting visible and you're creating that no like and trust factor that you're becoming a magnet to them like, oh, let me take Hillary in this because she seems to answer questions related to this. Or I got an email from her related to this. Let me tag Hillary in this. So that's like, I feel like the missing link is people are like, okay, so I know I need to show up. I'm going to do two emails to my list a week. I'm going to do five Instagram posts and I'm going to make sure I post in Facebook groups. The missing link is your engagement. Are you engaging Mm -hmm. with your ideal client? Are you writing down what they say they need, they want, their questions that they're asking? And engaging with them and not just related to, like if you're in the health and wellness, don't only answer questions related to health and wellness. If somebody's asking, where's an awesome park to go to in St. Paul in a mom's group, and you answer back to it, and then you have in your cover photo your 30-day... Um, clean eating challenge, she's going to click on your profile and see, oh, she also runs like nutrition challenges, but she's just answering a simple question about her favorite park in St. Paul. So it's like all related to engagement. And I feel like that was the missing link after I ran my show up series that it was like, okay, now people are showing up. That part that they're missing is the engagement part. Yeah. It's connecting, creating relationships, when I work with my clients, it's always like, okay, I want you to connect with five people a day and really connect with them. You know, I really, and that means somebody posts an article or like you write your great stories. It's DMing you, Hillary, I love that story. Or me, like Beth, I I love when people text me pictures of cocktails or they DM me questions about cocktails. I'm like, but, and also from the entrepreneur point of view, like, oh my God, people are paying attention because we put so much out there and Mm -hmm. I try to, I try to do my own, what I tell people to do, I do it myself. I try to connect every day. And it's like, when I finally get that response, you're like, oh, okay, it works. You have to keep, and, you know, and that for me keeps me going. But I feel like that, that part is a lot of, is really hard for some people. Showing up is really hard for some people. 
getting live mm-hmm. on, on Instagram or live on Facebook is really hard for some people. Um, so I, you, Hillary can see me, but I got highlights yesterday uh, on Friday because I had photos this week taken this weekend. And I'm going to show up, I'm going to do a Facebook live later. And all this whole weekend, I was like, what should I say? Like, how should I put it? And so I teased it this morning. I was like, I did something different, like not about my hair, my business. I just wrote, I did something different. I got all these DMs. What is it? What is it? What is it? Because sometimes I forget that people are out there, but also my hair is so different. I can't wait to show people because I I I have black hair and now I have all these JLo highlights. I think it looks J Lo, and I was like, it's a little blonde. <laughs> no, I love it. I think it looks so good. So, move to St. Paul. Uh, are you from there? So, I am from Red Wing, Minnesota, and we knew that if we were going to ever move, we wanted to be back to the cities. And especially with having like a fourth baby, it was just. And then during COVID, like we're trapped in Green Bay. We have no family. Tyler no longer is working at his other job. Like we're in our house with our three kids and I'm pregnant and we can't travel or go anywhere and we're not like close by anybody like we're not close by any family and then we weren't going into the gym that we own because of COVID so it was like we need to get out so I just had Tyler reach out to a friend who worked in the St. Paul school district and um, he ended up getting an interview and then he got the job offer in like seven days and then I was like oh crap Tyler (laughs) <laughs> I was like, I guess we're moving. <laughs> You're like, I made something happen again. And that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, right. I know. I was like, well, I guess we're going to move now. <laughs> oh my God, with three kids yeah. during COVID. That's got to be yeah. a lot though. But yeah. have you always been like that? You show up kind of person? Like if you want something done, you call Hillary? Yeah, I would say that... Um, Yes. <laughs> I work really, I work really, really quickly, like really fast when I have an idea. I do have um, ADHD and I feel like the side of ADHD that people don't know is we become hyper-focused on something. And it's literally the only thing that I can think about and do until it's complete. And it's usually in clarity around what I want to do. Um, for instance, during COVID, Tyler ran a therapeutic fitness camp that was in person and then COVID hit. And on a Friday night, I said, Hey, Tyler, why don't you run it online and call it in-home gym class? And he was like, okay. So for 12 (laughs) hours on a Friday from like 2 PM until 2 AM, I created the landing page. I created the checkout page. I advertised it. I created some graphics. By Monday morning, we had 250 families from all over the world that signed up for his in-home gym class. And I remember I sent a message to somebody like Friday night and she was in the mom space and I was like, hey, let's take team this. Like, let's like do this together. And when then we'll both advertise. And she was like, oh yeah, for sure. I can get to that sometime in the coming weeks. And I'm like, no, 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 this isn't the coming weeks. This is like the coming minutes. Like we're doing this now. And if you're not doing this now, then I'm going to do it all on my own. So I just work really, really fast and really quickly when I have an idea. And luckily I have an awesome support that I used to be in that role, but luckily Tyler would support me. And he was like, yeah, just do your thing. And then it was a huge, huge success. He ran an in-home gym class every single day in the living room from 12 to 1230 for six weeks and it was it was freaking awesome but to like you know I I I feel like I was always the one behind the scenes creating the thing and then all he had to really do was show up 
I was like, you need to go on Instagram stories. Okay. You need to do this post, make sure you're responding to this person. They're commenting in the Facebook group. And I felt like I was just this nagging person that I didn't, I didn't want to be anymore. And then we had a talk. I'm like, do you want to do this? Like, do you like doing this Tyler? He was like, yeah, I think I do. I'm just like, I'm just like not feeling it. I definitely hear and feel things in my gut. And finally it got to a point where he was just like, I, I'm not an online guy, Hillary. Like, this is not for me. And I mean, we talked about that. That's how I launched my own business. It's just like, okay, that's fine. I'm going to help somebody else who wants to be an online guy or an online woman. <laughs> well, we have to give him props. Um, your cutie patootie little husband. I love him. I want, you know, I'm a big fan of both years online that he was like, you know what, Hill? I, if, I'm going to risk disappointing you and tell yeah. you my truth. So that, yeah. says, that says a lot about him, your relationship and your marriage, but also that you were like, okay, bud, done. I'm going to move on. I'm going to find other people that want to help, that want, that I want to help. And I'm going to help myself really get to the next level because you grew his business really fast. So were you able to convert those people to something else? Were you like, or are they just kind of sitting there waiting for him to come back? I, it's so crazy because he even, we started a podcast too, and I just checked and I think it's at like 20,000 downloads. And he hasn't recorded an episode since June. So there's definitely the audience is still there and right. the people are still wanting help. And we did launch and uh, we launched a successful like online course. So maybe I'll just automate it and just yeah. put it out there again. I mean, why not? So maybe I'll do that. I should do that. Maybe I'll do you that. You should today. do that. Instead of like, he doesn't, <laughs> he can just be the face of it instead of being in it. If you can be the brand and you can be the actual person behind it. Yeah. yeah six, maybe. Four, four kids. I'm just thinking about college. Like that should be, be college fund. Put all yeah. that right into the college. Yeah. You're so right, Beth. I should, I should <laughs> just like automate that a little bit and just do like, just do what I call a sleeper launch. And a sleeper launch is when you launch, you only do it behind the scenes. So I could do like a sleeper launch just to the email list. I mean, we have like a thousand people on the email list. Just do a sleeper launch. Like, hey, this is out there. It's how to get, it's called get your kids to freaking listen. That goes back <laughs> to he, we thought maybe we'll call it system to listen. But then after getting in the trenches with the ideal client, which I encourage all of my clients to do, they would tell me, I'm like, what would, what do you need help with right now? Like, what are you struggling with, with your kids? And five of like the seven people I talked to said, I just need help getting my kids to freaking listen. I'm like, perfect. That's the course that like resonates with my ideal, with his ideal client. And I never would have came up with that idea or that course name if you, if I wouldn't have been in the trenches with his ideal client. So that's another thing too, like even your messaging and your wording and the clarity around what it is that you're going to offer, you need to make sure it's what your people want. You can have like the best of the best product in the whole world, but if your wording and your messaging and what it is that you're putting out there into the world, people don't want, it's not going to sell. They don't care. <laughs> no, I 100% agree. And I think it's that's the, a lot of entrepreneurs feel like they are putting themselves out there and they are telling people what they do but they're not listening. Yeah. So you know, I true. remember going to a conference and I remember this girl that I had met and I was just, we were just talking to her and I was like, Oh, so what do you do again? And it was like the opposite of thought of what I thought she did. And I was like, Oh, okay. You know, that's why I, that's why I honestly, I try really 
at least every six weeks to be like, hi, I'm Beth, and this is what I do. Yeah, because otherwise people don't know what you do, especially somebody who does a little bit of different, you know, I do the business coaching, but I also make cocktails. So I have, I you know, that. they're not competing. Um, yeah. And with starting the, starting this and starting the podcast, it, it's so much more aligned with how I work and what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it, you know, but it's, again, it's telling people I'm doing something new, it, but this seems to be really resonating. And you don't have to like, let one go. Like, you don't have to be no. like, Oh, like, I, I only have to be specific in one area. Like people like you for your cocktails, but they also like you for your business coaching. Now they're also going to like you for your podcast. You can right. still work that into like your brand pillars, essentially. What does Nicole call the, them again? She has like a cooler name than Island. brand pillars. Yeah, islands, Island. brand islands. That's what she calls them. She's so fancy. But yeah, <laughs> I like that way better. <laughs> She's so fancy. We're very fancy too, but yeah. you just learned from Nicole. Yeah. I love that. I love that. She calls them brand islands. I like that way better, but like you can still work that in. It's totally, yeah, totally. My opener for each episode, you know, the marketing piece that I really like that I created for it. It's I'm taking your favorite entrepreneurs off their pedestal and onto a bar stool next to you. And people are like, that's awesome. Right. I love that because it just gives you that visual. But like, who doesn't want to have a beard? Like, not that I drink beer. But you and I would, I'd love to have an actual margarita with you. You know, oh you can have a virgin. Yeah. After, after Thanksgiving, we'll have the regular one. Oh my gosh, <laughs> please. Oh my gosh. We have a client. She, after her launch, she went down to Cabo and she like sent us a picture of this like amazing margarita. It like looked beautiful in the water in the background. It was like a pink grapefruit margarita. And I was just like, mm. F you, that looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Speaking about that, you can't really drink, like, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of entrepreneurs probably look at you and like, oh, she's having her fourth. How is she doing that? Because it doesn't sound like you have a lot of help. Chris, uh, Tyler's yeah. at work. Like what's, mm-hmm. what is your mind frame around that? So it's like really, you know, Beth, how it is when you have an online business, all of a sudden you find this community of online people also that are in your same boat because man, I swear some of my probably high school friends or Tyler's friends think that I'm in multi-level marketing or (laughs) that I work for the FBI or that I'm doing something shady and stealing people's money. Like they just don't get it. So that question came up the other day. It was like, who supports you, Hillary? Well, Tyler fully supports me in anything I want. I'm like, Hey, I want to pay $10,000 for a business coach. He's like, sounds great. Invest in your education. Sounds great. It's like going back to school, except for you have a one-on-one teacher, you know? And So then I had a business coach, I have a business coach and we also have like a mastermind group too. And I would say that those girls I talk to every single day, every day we talk and you can't sell people on community. So you can't sell them on like, Oh, join the mastermind because it's a great community because then it makes people feel like, well, what's wrong with my friends? What's wrong with my family? So you can't sell them on community. But what I can tell you is that without those girls, there's no way that my business would be able to be where it's at. And what brought me together was the investment that I chose to do in myself by hiring the business coach and then meeting all of those women in there and really taking a bet on myself and being like, hey, I'm worthy of this. I no longer need to be the support. And then Tyler saying, yeah, for sure. Sounds good. Go ahead and do it. I mean, like my parents ask me questions and, 
you know, my aunt and people see my posts and I don't really know what they're thinking. I'm not just going to tell them how amazing I'm doing and how (laughs) great it is and whatever. If they ask me, I'll totally answer. But I think that it's just like the unknown. And until you're in this, you know, Beth, until you're like in this online entrepreneur world, that's like exploding, by the way, especially during COVID, you don't know unless you really know. And I think that people probably ask Tyler questions more than they come to me. They're like, what does Hillary do? Like, what is she oh, 100%. doing? You know, like they probably ask, I'm sure your boys, they're like friends I tell you. parents. My son was talking to, I know my son was talking to a, 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 he's, he plays competitive lacrosse and he was talking to a coach and he's like, oh yeah, my mom just started a podcast. She's interview. It was like totally wrong. She's interviewing. It was shooting, interviewing entrepreneurs, but it was like, it wasn't about publicity. It wasn't about media. It wasn't about cocktails. I don't even, I can't even remember what it was, but he got off the phone and and I said to him, is that really what you think I do? He's like, no, it just came out. Like, it's just what came out. Like he, he doesn't have, but that means to me. He doesn't have a clear vision of what I'm doing because he's not in it. He's not looking online. He doesn't see, he's not on Facebook. He's not checking my Instagram. You know, he just hears what I'm talking about. But like you said, my parents get the podcast. They've, they don't get the online thing. They get seeing me on TV. They get seeing me in magazines or whatever. But the podcast, they're like, oh, I can understand that. But still, my mom last night was like, so when's the new episode? Of the, what time does it air so I can watch it? <laughs> it's so funny. Even those girls in my mastermind group, two of them, two of them have a podcast and they have said that their parents still think that their job is they run a podcast. And they right. like <laughs> make thousands of dollars a month, like business coaching and creating online courses and running masterminds. And their parents are like, I can just see them like out to breakfast with their friends, like, Oh yeah, Beth. Yeah, she runs a podcast. <laughs> right. You're like, she's on TV yeah. and she runs a podcast. That's what she yeah, does. And that's what like, she uh, does. You know, okay. you're like, um, yeah, actually that's not the majority of my time, but okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I like it a lot. Even my husband, I remember listening, he was like, Well, she teaches people how to make cocktails. And I was like, That's a very that's that's very different than a cocktail cookbook author, but okay. It was like I had to give them like my my one statement, my right. My uh, my one liner of what I actually do, um, but it's, it's like they're they're not interested. Also, so when they're interested, then you know if you're interested, you know what I do. Like my best friend knows exactly what I do. She can tell you word for word what it is. But if you're not paying attention, it's kind of hard to really understand it. Exactly, and I always say too to like my clients is imagine like when you have a new offer and you're you're putting it out to your audience make sure that it's like mom proofed or fourth grade level proofed so that people know exactly what it is. Because sometimes we get too fancy, myself included. Nicole and I launched a course together and we called it online virtual mastermind starter kit. Guess what? Startup entrepreneurs didn't even know what a mastermind was. So then we had to call it like basically how to run a paid Facebook group on how to run a paid group in Facebook groups. And that was like so dumbed down, but then it started selling like hotcakes because it was like, (laughs) oh, that's what it is. So we changed our wording around two days into the launch because you have to like, yeah, when you're explaining what you do, just dumb it down to like, okay, would my mom understand what this is? Would my grandma get it? Would my fourth grade child understand this? (laughs) 
But I think that's really interesting. I want to highlight that part that, you know, even when you're starting or launching, you're in the middle of it, it's okay to change it. And I think a big part of entrepreneurship and whole that people don't understand is that we try a lot of things and guess what? A lot of those things don't work. Yes, a lot do also, but mm -hmm. it's got, they go hand in hand because you need to test. And that mm -hmm. for me is the hard, like, what do you mean? I'm going to put six months worth of work into something and then I'm going to test it and see if it works. Like that's yeah. why you need to test that along the way. Um, and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's just like, things aren't working because is it your messaging or is it your audience? If you're going to the wrong audience, your messaging is right. You just need to find where those people are. And if it's your messaging and you're messaging it to the right audience, because those, you know, that's your ideal client, then let's work on your words that you're using to sell for sure. You know, and then it's the mindset behind it. Like, you know, I don't have that worthiness part. Like I would, I was at an early age, my parents definitely gave me that, like you're worth everything in the world. That, that part really doesn't get into me, doesn't, you know, doesn't come to me. Like it always surprises yeah. me when I'm talking to new clients or I'm talking to fr new friends and I'm like, oh, so, you know, what's your program like? And it's like $900 <laughs> for, you know, 16 mess, 16 phone calls, you know, whatever, you know, whatever, like a ridiculous amount of work for no money. And to get people to increase their rates is always such a battle. Mm -hmm. And in my head, like, I just don't understand. I just don't get that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that Beth, we were probably, I don't want to say brought up the same, but I never had that feeling of like, I am not worthy of this. I'm also like an Enneagram eight. So I definitely am more self-confident than, yes. you know, what others are. I mean, it didn't come with like, trials myself too that like tested me but it never I never here's another thing too I don't do target market research I don't do it like I don't think oh I'm gonna run this and oh I want to see how other people are doing it because then it becomes an okay version of what other people are doing and then I kill my own ideas so instead, I'm like, this is what people are telling me that they want. I'm going to run it Hillary's way. And then if it resonates with them, great. And if it doesn't, then that's fine too. But I never do target market research. And I feel like that's what kills a lot of ideas of people that don't think they're worthy and they don't have the belief in themselves is they just start going down that black rabbit hole of like, oh, she's doing it better. Oh, she's already doing this. Oh, she's charging $25,000. Oh yeah. She's, she had a million dollar launch. Oh, she had this. Okay. I'm out. All of a sudden your good idea becomes, I never want to capitalize on it. Even though you have people that are asking you for this all the time, you might as well just go be an affiliate for that other person's program because you just right. sold yourself <laughs> that theirs is better than yours. Which, which is a fine way to go. If you just want to have a yes. community and you just do affiliates, you know what? You can make a nice little living that way. That works too. Yeah, but for sure. so where does that confidence come from? Can you remember a time that you were like, that you felt more confident than maybe your peers did? Yeah. I, um, I think that, you know, I was talking with my business coach a little bit about this. She was like, what was your upbringing like? Like, what was it like Hillary, like growing up as you? And I did come from like a super supportive, loving family. I played sports my whole life. I just had this like unrelenting confidence in myself that I knew that the harder I worked and the more effort I put in, the results would, I would reap the results. And 
and my parents were just like, like if I wanted, and this makes me sound privileged and maybe, and I probably am privileged in the fact that if I wanted a new softball glove, my dad would make sure I would get that, whether he worked harder, worked more, got a different job so that he could, my parents could support me in whatever aspect of life that I, you know, wanted. They didn't have, you know, a ton of money, but they definitely supported me and encouraged me in whatever aspect or thing that I needed. It was never a no. It was a, okay, how do we make this happen for, um, for Hillary? And I think that that is what I want to instill in my own kids as well. And I, I'm big into like human design now and like the Enneagram and like all of that stuff. So I do think that certain people are born a certain way too into the world. And that's just kind of how they are. It's just breaking free of that. Um, and, you know, shifting your mindset, you probably know as being a business coach, it's not a lot of um, tangible deliverables. It's a lot of mindset work. It's like a lot of that. People think business coaches give me the plan and I'll implement it and tell me what to do. And it's like, yeah, it is that, but it's a lot of mindset work that that's what I need to work on too, is being a better business coach in helping people break through mindset issues that they have. Yeah, I, I sort of agree with that because I come from the point of view of like, I run my programs of from the point of view of why not me? Because most of the girl, the most of the women that come into the program are still in that why me mindset. So I feel like just changing that one piece and then keeping in action all the imposter syndrome and the I'm not good enough and all that stuff, there's no room for that because if you're actually doing the work and there's not that time to stop and reflect on what you're doing or to give, you know, to say to your husband, oh, I'm doing this, this, and this. And he's like, uh, why? You know, your husband, like mine's a corporate guy. He kind of gets what I do because I've been doing it for so long. But if you're new to this, you know, been doing this a couple of years, your husband might not get it. So it's, you know, blocking all of that out. My parents taught me more than a couple amazing lessons. But one that really stuck with me is that nothing means anything until you give it meaning. And that's it. So there's an exercise that this they do is like, choose chocolate or vanilla. We'll do it. Hill, cho choose chocolate or vanilla chocolate. Why did you choose chocolate? I like it way better than vanilla flavored. Why did you choose chocolate? I like it way better than vanilla. So that's a story. That's your reasoning. What you actually, the answer, the answer is I chose chocolate because I chose chocolate. Not I was in action because I want to create something. No, you're in action because you were in action. So there's not that yeah. meaning around it. You can let go of all that mindset piece and just be moving forward because you're taking away all the blocks and all the barricades that you give yourself. I love that. That's so good. I, you know, before I was doing business coaching before, 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 when my kids were little, I was doing nutrition coaching and nutrition coaching again is not really about food. It's about mindset. And yep. I really found that if you took that piece away and you gave it less meaning and gave what you, your goals were all the actual meaning, then yeah. you were successful and it moves through it that way. Oh my gosh. So good. I absolutely love that, Beth. Well, whoever's working with you is very lucky. It's so awesome. <laughs> I love that. Aww. Yes. I, I, I love, I love my, uh, my little cohort. They're, they're amazing. They're an amazing bunch of women. I'm starting a new one right before your baby. Yeah. Right before the, in, in early November, I'm going to start another one, which I'm excited about. I want to go back to your parents. Like you're, I hope you understand because I've just begun to understand this in my forties, how lucky I really was to have supportive parents, loving, supportive parents who provided because being in this big, bad world, like when you get out of your little bubble of where you grew up, 
and you come go into the world, you're like, oh, your mom hated you? Oh, and told you? Oh, I don't know what that's like. You know, you didn't have lunch? What do you mean you didn't have lunch? I don't know what that's like. So I'm really so grateful that my parents not only gave me these great lessons, but yeah, we did grow up privileged, you know, maybe not monetarily, but having just that support system set us both up to be able to go off Facebook live and not worry about it, you know, and just be, and just be ourselves. Because I think we had this conversation before, like I like to show up and be paid. Like I want to show up to be me and get paid for it. Give you my genius, support you every way I can. But I think that confidence definitely comes with knowing that you always had some place to fall. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. And like, like you just hit on like having the confidence to know that you are worthy of charging that amount of money. Like people have come to me before they haven't paid for a business coach. They haven't, you know, you and I, we've invested in ourselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, the first investment that I made in the online world was I bought that online course that we both did together, KBB. And it did not come easy to purchase Mm -hmm. that. Like $2,000 was not a drop in the hat for me and to do. I mean, our daughter was going through medical issues. I had to consolidate her medical bills into a loan. And then on top of that loan, I asked to take out an additional $2,000. I had to show them the actual like landing page of the product that I was buying. I mean, that doesn't, that seems a long time ago, but really it was only a year and a half ago that I had to take out a loan to literally buy an online course that catapulted my business to where it is today. And so investing in yourself is hard. And but when people come to me, you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to start this membership and it's going to be $7. I'm like, what are you Dean Graziato? That's only he what? can do $7, $7. And then, or it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to launch my um, online course. I was thinking around $39. I'm like, you have spent literally three months around this content and you're going to launch a $39 course. And it's your only thing that you have out there. Like that is your belief. I can tell them to charge, you know, $197, but if they don't have the belief in themselves, then there's no way that it's going to sell because it's going to come out in the way that they're marketing it, you know? Oh, hundred percent. And, and you can see those people yeah. and it, it takes a lot. And I think it's, you know, for us, we've been doing this a while now where the experience we have kind of gets us to a different place, but bringing those people along with us for the ride, I think is what's so important to really is to reach down and help those people up. Those people will one day be helping you because what we really do is all about connections and relationships. You know, and if you work with somebody or not work with somebody, I was listening to a masterclass the other day and they were like, you need to invest in the people that you want to work with be it your time or your money, but really investing in what they're trying to create so that you can be along for their ride and then they'll come along for yours, which I thought was an interesting point of view. I love that, Beth. And also like us as moms, it's not like we have all this free time. Like we don't have this free time to just invest freely. I mean, I'm thinking about people right now that are building online courses and it, it makes, it's, taking away me, my time. It's like, just invest, you know, an hour a day to help something, something. I'm like, an hour a day? I don't get an hour a day. <laughs> if I have an hour a day, I'm taking another client to make more money for my family. <laughs> I'm not, whole, I'm not out, yeah. yeah, I'm not investing in something else that's going to take away, especially during this really weird time that we're all in. And it all relates back you. to your ideal client What's the clarity in their messaging that they need? What do they need help with right now? And how can you be the solution to what they need help with? So smart, Hillary. It's so, it's so amazing <laughs> to watch you work. So what do you, what do you, I know you're working on a great project right now with, with Nicole and Danielle. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. Tell, tell me yeah. more about that. 
Yeah. So all three of us are sold out on one-to-one coaching and we just decided that we wanted to run like a 30 day crash crash course bootcamp to get everybody all set and ready to go with identifying their ideal client, holding them accountable to do all the things we talked about, which it's not just showing up, it's engaging with your ideal client, launching and creating like your product suite, also having like a plan for 2021 on when you're going to launch, what your content marketing is going to be around that. And then also if you're launching like one-to-one coaching, Danielle kind of comes in as like the sales aspect behind it. So she'll kind of teach you how to talk to the, talk to your ideal client. And here's the key. You're a human being talking to another human being. You're not like the gap selling to them. <laughs> like, hey, sale 50% off work with me. Oh, you know, like, no. yeah, so, I can't like, yeah, me neither. So it's just we all were like, let's just do a 30 day crash course into that. Hopefully by February, you know, we'll be able to launch like a longer mastermind. I feel like that's the that's the missing link is that people are like only 30 days. I'm like, yeah, only 30 days. It's going to be like a hard hitter and you'll hopefully be able to generate some sales right away after that. But then, you know, after things die down from the holidays, I'm feeling as though February will come and we'll be able to run a significantly longer mastermind then, which will be good. Yeah. Maybe help those people to the next level of what you're doing. And then you have to send them to me because then they all need to be visible and get publicity. Exactly. Hillary, it's going to be in the notes, but tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah. So you can uh, find me on Instagram at Hillary Krieger, but it looks like Kruger. So it's H-I-L-A-R-Y-K-R-U-E-G-E-R, Hillary Krieger. And then you can email me at hello at HillaryKrieger.com or you can follow me on Facebook, Hillary Krieger LLC. I don't have a website. I don't think I'll ever have a website. I should probably get one, but. But if I want to get onto your, on your email list, how do I do that? Yeah. So you can just join by my Instagram. It's in my bio and you can just join love letters from Hillary in my Instagram. Love letters from Hillary. I love that every Friday. So all your information will be in the notes. Hillary, thank you so much for coming today. I'm so excited to just to touch base with you again. Congrats on the new baby and give hugs to all your kids. Oh, awesome. Thanks so much, Beth, for having me. Thank you. Thanks for joining me this week on Behind the Spotlight. Make sure to subscribe so you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, I'd love a rating on iTunes or simply tell a friend about it and that would help me out too. But if you like the show and you want to check out more, look me up at bethnydick.com. Plus now I'm offering private 90-minute intensive strategy sessions. Might want to get in on that too. Be sure to tune in next week for the next episode of Behind the Spotlight.